you're listening to the Embodied Astrology Horoscopes for Aquarius season in 2020. My name is Renee. I'm an artist, an astrologer, and a somatic intuitive. In these audio horoscopes, I'll outline what I perceive as the main areas of focus for each sign in the month ahead and give you creative, embodied, and practical suggestions for working with this season's biggest opportunities and challenges. Remember that horoscopes describe general energies and it's up to you to get specific. Listen with your intuition on and your mind open. Take what works, leave the rest. I suggest that you listen to the horoscopes for your sun and your rising signs. Your sun sign is what you tell people when they ask you what your sign is. It has to do with the time of year you were born. Your rising sign is determined by the time of day you were born and the place you were born. If you know your birth information, you can find out what your rising sign is by getting a free natal chart on my website, embodiedastrology.com, in the horoscope section. To learn more about what's coming up in the next 30 days and the major themes of 2020 in general, make sure to listen to Freedom from the Known, the Embodied Astrology episode for Aquarius season. You can find this episode linked in the show notes from my website or as a separate track on your favorite listening platforms. If you'd like to learn more about astrology, check out my subscriber offerings. You can scribe... If you'd like to learn more about astrology, check out my subscriber offerings. You can subscribe by donation at any amount per month and receive access to an extended monthly forecast and printable astro journal that gives you detailed day-by-day breakdowns of the planetary aspects and lunar cycles and suggestions for how to work effectively with their energy. Subscribers also get discounts on year-ahead birthday reports, online classes, live events, and Embodied Astrology Basics handbooks. All of my audio horoscopes, guided meditations, and podcasts are offered for free. I know how helpful astrology can be for making sense out of the world, and it's important to me to keep this work financially accessible, especially during these crazy times in the world. If this work benefits you in your life, please support me to continue making it. You can make a one-time or recurring donation to help keep it going, and side note, recurring monthly donations get you access to the awesome subscriber content. The number one way you can support this work is to share it. Please share it with your family and friends and leave five-star reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Astrology. Thank you so much for your support. I truly, truly appreciate it. I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please wait for a brief sponsorship message, and I will be right back with your horoscope. Welcome to Aquarius season. So Aquarius season begins on January 20th and it ends on February 18th. And Aquarius season in a lot of ways feels a little bit like um, the first chapter of what's coming in 2020. I would say that Capricorn season was finishing up 2019 and maybe even finishing up the last decade, right? We had the change of the decade. And Aquarius season is uh, opening us up to what's new, what we want to be moving towards. And for you, you want to be moving towards actually a total restructuring of your everyday life. You want to be thinking about how you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your responsibilities in a new and a different way. And it feels to me like you're you're ready to... Um, lighten up in some ways and apply yourself differently. And when I say lighten up, I mean that you you want to take a burden 
off of yourself that you've been carrying for, I think, a long time that in its simplest uh, form, I could call it insecurity. I could call it self-criticism. Um, there's been a kind of drive that you've been working with for, again, the last 10 years plus that has you, you know, needing to create in the world or needing to, um, know yourself as someone who has a particular kind of capacity. And this drive has been probably for many of you very productive, and it's also been grueling. And it seems to me like there's been some way that you've been functioning for a while that is in a lot of ways motivated by um, perfectionism, by critique, right? And this is classic for a Virgo-tempered being, um, so that's not any new information. But it does seem like you've kind of moved through a particular phase where these tendencies of perfectionism and critique have been incredibly strong. And when it comes to your authenticity, to your expression, like who you are, you know, do other people like you? This is one of the places where it's really going to gather and accumulate. And when it comes to any way that you might think of yourself as creative, as being a creator, and whether you're creating songs or gardens or food or children, whatever it is that you are kind of responsible for giving birth into the world, this is a site for fixation. And for this feeling of you could do it better, you should do it again, you got to try harder, you know, this, this driving, grueling force. And something is starting to shift for you. And what it seems to me is that all of this work is leading you to a place where you really know your capacity and you know your preferences and you know where you get when you beat yourself up and work really hard. And you've understood that you can get somewhere that probably feels better when you don't do that, but when you also stay disciplined. And so it's this balancing place between application, you know, you want to apply yourself, you want to do things well, and you want to keep working on yourself. Um, but there also needs to be release. And I'm thinking right now about um, yogic philosophy and this kind of um, suggestion that a sustainable practice, that a quote-unquote good practice, um, has both surrender and discipline. So we show up, we continue to do it, we're, we're there for our practice, and then we also, we let go. We let go of the outcome of the practice. You know, it, it may be that we never get to the place where we imagine that we could be. Um, so we accept what's present. And it feels like this is kind of an energetic space that you're getting to and that you're recognizing that there might be or, or there definitely is more to life than whatever it is that you've been fixated on. And as you understand that there's more to life, you want to start to change your life. And this might mean that you want to change your schedule or you want to change the way that you're orienting towards your work, towards your labor, or you might want to change the way that self-care fits into your daily practice. Um, and this month, Aquarius season, is a time to start to really 
roll out some of these changes, to start to feel into them, experiment with doing things a different way. So this is a big theme. And I really want to encourage you to think about sustainability as your priority. And sustainability is something that you can come back to every day with some degree of energy. It doesn't always need to be joyful, but you want to come back and you can come back. So for example, new year, new me ideas. If you are moving into a new phase in your life where you're prioritizing or reprioritizing self-care, um, don't set yourself an impossible task. You know, I'm going to like, whatever, lose a million pounds of fat and gain a million pounds of muscle. And I'm going to like do this really hard thing five days a week. That's probably not sustainable. You might be setting yourself up for um, frustration and then a feeling of disappointment. So choose nourishing activities for yourself and choose um, activities that you can come back to every single day. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to blow you out. They were going to um, help you build systematically this kind of new idea for your life that you're thinking into. So whether this is a, a total revamping of the way that you're working or um, some new way of being in your body, I don't know, but it definitely has to do with the concrete material structures of your everyday life and how you are changing them. So work systematically, work objectively, and work with the intention of freeing yourself up a little bit, kind of feeling like you can move into a new thing, into a new idea. Now, Aquarius season is a big season because there are a couple of things happening planetarily that are really significant. So the first is that Mercury will begin uh, one of its retrograde phases, and we'll have three this year. Mercury's retrograde uh, extends between February 3rd and March 16th. That's the entire Mercury retrograde phase. So the beginning of Mercury retrograde and the end are what are called shadow periods. This is when Mercury is moving direct um, over the terrain that it retrogrades back onto. So the shadow period um, at the beginning is February 3rd through March 5th. Mercury is retrograde March 5th through 16th. And then from March 16th through March 30th, Mercury is finishing up its shadow phase. Um, this retrograde will be spent mostly in the sign Pisces. When Mercury is retrograde in Pisces, we have um, classic Mercury retrograde cautions times 10. So the feelings of unclarity or confusion or um, missed facts, like missed information, definitely comes up with Mercury retrograde. And with Pisces, um, we've got an increased feeling of dispersed energy, dispersed information. The mind isn't moving forward. It's not moving in a logical, linear, simple fashion. It is um, really permeable to environmental influences. It can be really spaced out. It can be really dreamy. And um, it's, it's very much at the whim or at the whimsy of what is getting picked up from the subtle planes. So for you, Mercury retrograde, th this particular cycle has a lot to do with relationships and with how you position yourself in relationships and what your agreements are with other people and your expectations for those agreements, how you preface them, etc. In your relationships, um, I'm mostly talking about people who you're partnering with or people who you need to collaborate with um, in some kind of significant way. But I'm also talking about the you know stranger that you meet when you're going out for coffee and you have a 10-minute conversation with them. 
these are people that you're meeting on an equal level. And at the beginning of this horoscope, I talked about you've been kind of working through a self-confidence project. And this piece around relationships is an important piece of this project in the sense that you're, I think, learning something in this retrograde about what happens um, for you in relationship that is kind of automatic, that's invisible, that seems to maybe come out of nowhere, and you don't always have control. And I think for Virgos especially, control is, is something that feels important and desired. And of course, with relationships, you can't ever control other people. So there's something that that really wants to get worked through and reflected on for you about these kind of subtle realms within relationships where you're picking up on vibes from people or there's information that gets passed but it's not particularly clear or there's misinformation that gets passed or you might have um, fantasies about who someone is like this idea of oh you know this person is amazing and you blow them up in your mind and then you come to find out that they're someone totally different or you have relationships where you're you know, this person is amazing, they're awesome, and your belief in their amazing, awesome qualities actually allows those qualities to come out in them. Like you have a kind of exalted um, capacity in relationship that allows these, you know, really beautiful qualities of people to come out. But either way, we're working with a kind of subtle, mystical, and maybe sometimes very ungrounded or foggy sense that you could have in your dealings with other people. And I want to encourage you for Mercury Retrograde to be really curious about your interactions with other people and to to try and be as objective as possible. So to take yourself kind of back out of the situation a little bit, try and observe it or try and watch it and notice when you get really attached to ideas about how something should be or what it's going to look like. The potential of this transit is that you get much more in touch with your intuition, especially when it comes to your relationships, and also that you might have a really profound collaboration kind of come through in this time and the ability to open to another person vibrationally that can increase your creativity, that can increase your inspiration, and that really can expand your your perspective of them and of yourself. Venus will transit Aries from February 7th through March 16th. When Venus is in Aries, we appreciate our ability to self-define, to initiate from our own energy, to challenge ourselves. Aries is a very self-identified sign and Venus represents pleasure, enjoyment, connection, and magnetism. This is kind of the sweet principle. Use this transit to enjoy yourself, to enjoy the ways that you are a self-starter, the ways that you enjoy autonomy, individualism, your own freedom, and also use this transit to help nurture and foster freedom within your relationships. You definitely want to Focus on freedom for yourself as well as for others. And this has a lot to do with what I was just talking about with Mercury's retrograde. Um, Appreciate people for who they are. Do your best to see them as individuals, not as a a projection or an extension of yourself, which can be really hard, especially in long-term significant relationships. We tend to take each other for granted and project onto one another what we 
used to know or what we think we know. And so you can definitely use this transit to um, exalt freedom, to, to use it as a grounding space for your own um, initiation and catalyzation of projects, of ways that you want to be in the world, and to support those who are important to you to experience and enjoy their own freedom. From February 16th through March 31st, the planet Mars will transit Capricorn. At the beginning of this horoscope, when I was talking about this self-improvement project that you've been on, or this kind of fixation and intensity around your creative energy and what you're putting out into the world, I was talking about Capricorn. Now, Mars coming into this part of your chart is bringing energy, it's bringing heat and passion and force, and potentially you can really use this energy to cement in some of the um, motivation that you've gained through this long process of self-determination and um, you know, intensity and fixation. Let Mars's presence help you clear out what doesn't need to be um, in your field, what doesn't need to be part of your focus. Let Mars's transit be a boost to your self-confidence and not an internalized battle. So you definitely want to use this time to affirm your creative energy, to practice confidence with yourself, even if it's repeating a mantra and faking it till you make it kind of idea. But that energy is great for you to um, work on creative projects, for you to increase your energy for whatever it is that you're doing and how you're desired to express yourself in the world. We'll have a new moon on January 24th at four degrees of Aquarius. Again, Aquarius represents a new idea for you and the way that you want to be working in the world, the way you want to be handling your jobs, your duties, your responsibilities. Let this new moon be a time to set intention for the next 12 months. Think about how you want to organize your life and how you want to attend to your responsibilities and your well-being, your general health in a new way. Um, on February 8th and 9th, we'll have a full moon at 20 degrees of Leo. That means the sun is at 20 degrees of Aquarius. And this full moon is asking you to open up your heart and believe in your authentic expression. There's a lot of encouragement coming in for your creativity from a more intuitive and spiritual realm. And it would be a great time for you to get quiet and spend some time alone, really kind of feeling into your heart, feeling into, um, your truth, you know, when you think about what is it that you're here to do and how is it that you want to express in your life, um, connect to your higher self. That would be a, a good way to think about it. So make sure to check your natal chart. If you have placements at four degrees of Aquarius or 20 Aquarius or 20 Leo, these lunations will um, have extra meaning for you in terms of those planets. And definitely check in with me at Embodied Astrology on Instagram or your inboxes for the lunar attunements that I send out. These are practices to work with the lunar energy. I'm wishing you all the best for Aquarius season and beyond. Thanks for listening and bye for now. <music>